thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for the 320-somethingth time and the great Damien Christoph, co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He always has something to say. He's a dead set legend. He's not shy. Hello, great man. <laughs> I don't know if I'm not shy. Hello, great man. Great to be with you again today. You are not shy. What is what is a you're the Labrador, the Labradoodle of the wellness world. Uh what is a what is a golden retriever. A golden retriever. What is a shy dog? Is there such a thing as a shy dog? Yeah, it'd be one of those dogs that Lawrence Tam's got that little Does he have um, oh he does have a dog because he takes that a dog little for a fluffy while. dog. Those little right. white ones? No, I'd like it just it's so scared, like it shivers when, like, and other people when pe- people walk past and it barks at anything. Like there could be a little fly on the wall and it like barks, thinking the fly's going to get it. Yeah. It's the hypersensitive. Yeah, hypersensitive. hypersensitive. Yeah. Um, before we get in any further, uh, this is very exciting because uh, in oh. three months you and I will be in Ikaria on the day that we are recording this. We will be in Ikaria for the 2019 Greek Island Longevity Experience. Registrations are about to close. I can't put a date on it because it'll completely date stamp this, uh, this podcast. podcast. Yeah. But uh, if you are listening to this very soon after it has been released and you are wild enough to come and join us on the Greek island of Ikaria in September this year, September 4 to 13, go on over and apply over at 100notout.com. That's 100notout.com. Now, Damo. There is uh, a lot going on in the wellness world, the aging well, longevity world, and it seems like we are still as a society refusing to acknowledge the anecdotal, and it is not laboratory-tested research, the anecdotal research provided by the people that are actually living a great long time, the people that are living the 100 Not Out lifestyle. We are still obsessed with biohacking with looking for a magic pill, and we have a few exhibits to share with our listeners today. But great man, when will humanity learn that it is not a quick fix? <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Like it takes a hundred years to get there, but people want to like speed up the process somehow. I don't know how it works, but uh, the whole biohacking model um, kind of makes sense when you're trying to hack your body to achieve a result. But I don't think you can hack life to the point that you get to age a long time, successfully age. Successful aging appears to me to be something that's slow and steady. Something oh, that's, exactly. Um, and yeah, Sorry, keep going. No, it's good. I was just, I'll finish with that. Slow and steady wins the race. Yes. So, so, to, so to use some terminology, which is what we use, and these are words that we use a lot in our own events, slow and steady is a ritual or a habit. You know, you go out with your wife for dinner every Friday night. You catch up with a friend for a beer or a glass of wine once every couple of weeks. You wake up in the morning and you go for a morning walk. Like that's a slow and steady wins the race and that and that is the that's what we hear from our guests. But a hack as you just said is more of a short term. It's a start and an end. I'm going to do a 12-week body transformation program or a 6-week course or a 7-day water fast or a 3-day juice cleanse or whatever it is. The, the 100 Not Outers are not hacking. They're, they've got rituals and habits. Yeah. 
this is it. This is it. Well, this all, you know, piqued my interest because you and I are starring in a movie coming up. Which we're very excited about, aren't we? Very excited about it. And our great mate, Carl Broccoli, is uh, the producer, executive producer, executive director, director and producer, um, Carl Broccoli. <laughs> He's doing everything. He called <laughs> yeah, independent yeah. filmmaking. That's right. Yep. And um, and you and I are both the stars of it. Now, what I think um, <laughs> with the biggest name. I did not no say doubt. that. No doubt about it. What about Kale Brock? Don't you think he might be the star of the show? Well, he's kind of like the character. He's the character. He's probably what they call the talent because he's an actor. Yeah. Right. But we're not acting. No. We're not acting. And we've already Sorry. done our interviews. I, I had a bit too much Captain Serious. I had a few gags in there. They weren't very funny. But um, I got so into it. It's the thing about being interviewed. I find it very hard to become disengaged. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I chatted with Carl Broccoli today. I said, who else you got in the movie, Carl Broccoli? And we're just chatting about some stuff. And I said, what are you, what are you finding fascinating about longevity, et cetera, et cetera? And uh, we started talking about the concept of biohacking. And uh, and so I looked up, uh, you know, a few little stories about biohacking, and looked at, and actually found some fascinating stuff about what people think uh, will work. You know, I was at a international congress uh, for natural medicine. Actually, I think it was called the International Symposium, or maybe it was just the Symposium on Natural Medicine. It was a biocuticals event, and one of the slides that was put up by one of the doctors who was presenting there was the world's greatest anti-aging medication, oh, yes. metformin. Oh. <laughs> and now this is the this is the focus at the moment uh, is the is the idea that something might intervene to lengthen the telomeres. Now, as you age, every single breath you take, every little bit of oxidation that takes place in your body, it's meant to shorten your telomeres. Now, telomeres, for those of you who are unaware of what a telomere is, they're the strandy ends of your dna and essentially as they unravel and as they get shorter it's be, it, it's presumed that that's the reason why you age it's hair <laughs> just think of it as hair <laughs> god, I'm, dead. I'm gone like this is not really me speaking so <laughs> but the telomeres uh, so there's this fight to save the telomeres essentially is what's happening here and <laughs> The, the approach in the medical sense is to take metformin. Now, metformin is a drug that's used to decrease insulin resistance for those people that are called insulin resistant or what we call pre-diabetic. So they use. So let's just call it a diabetes yeah. drug, right? Yeah, it's a pre-diabetes drug, and it's it's not that successful at managing pre-diabetes because it doesn't initiate behavior change, right? So it's just a drug. What, you mean it doesn't want you to stop having the donuts, the Coca-Cola, the Mars bars? The It doesn't actually no. suppress that desire. No, Gosh. it doesn't take away the cravings, So, which, which is unfortunate because for those people who eat those foods and then develop type 2 diabetes, that, that drug's not going to save you. But it's also unfortunate because those people that don't eat those sorts of foods and then develop type 2 diabetes, that drug's probably not going to save you either. It might buy you a little bit of time, but it doesn't seem to do much at all. So they had to try and find another thing that it might do. Now you've got these comments <laughs> that say, guess what? got the drug that's going to save you from dying, and it's now it's now off-label claim is to shorten – sorry, to lengthen your telomeres, uh, use – Metformin, that's what they're saying. So I was like, oh, can you believe it? So the other day, 
I was at a presentation uh, that I did called Crack Your Stress Code. And I was up in Newport and had a lady come up to me and tell me that there's this new product um, that's made from carbon that actually, actually fires up your mitochondria. Mm. And it actually makes your mitochondria work. And what it actually also does is it actually lengthens your telomeres. Did you know that? It actually it has been scientifically <laughs> proven to lengthen your telomeres. And it's called carbon. Like, a, all right, okay, carbon. Like, why am I feeling like all MLME right now? Seventy-five <laughs> percent of my body's carbon, right? So, surely something's got to kick in there at some point. So, but apparently, this is like a special type of carbon that's been, you know, built in some kind of nanoprocessor that now we've got the technology for. So, um, it's going to it's going to lengthen my telomeres. So, this is the approach now that you know people are using. So, they're trying to work out ways. Now, there are some people out there that take up to 250 capsules of information every single day. They take 250 tablets of bits of information every single day, expecting that that should replace the food and any other damage that might be going on to their body. 250 tablets. <laughs> I just think that they're barking mad, Piercy. Well, I used to think. Let's just uh, let's just do our best to sound a little bit old here. When I was growing up, I used to think because I'm not growing up anymore. When I was growing up, I used to think my mates were crazy for having a couple of multivitamins the day after a big night out, thinking that that would be as good as uh, having a healthy dinner last night and maybe a healthy breakfast this morning. But now it's gone so far over the top that people are having 250 pills, and that's an extraordinary example. But let's just go with it for the moment it's just gone so far like we used to just guffaw and giggle at our mates that are having a multivitamin thinking that you know it'll just cancel out last night's behavior but this this has gone too far and and still i maintain we have not interviewed one person and we've interviewed quite a few we have not interviewed one person that takes 50 100 150 pills a day going this is the reason why i'm here <laughs> actually you're right we're, I think we've only interviewed one person who's aging well who actually takes vitamins and minerals as supplements it's just these are some of the smartest people in the world um, that are proposing not proposing endorsing um, taking a lot of pills to to live long one of them uh, you and I were just talking before we started recording is uh, Google's futurist Ray Kurzweil is uh, an American inventor, very, very yeah. smart man. Mm-hmm. Um, he takes 100 pills a day and it's gone up and down um, a little bit uh, over time. But I think where's the list? Uh, curcumin, EPA, DHA, aspirin, lumbroconase, and then blood vessel health, he takes TMG, choline, brain health, he takes oh, things I can't even pronounce. GABA, uh, glycerol, phosphatidylcholine, melatonin, melatonin. nextratine, quercetin, or quercetin, quercetin, quercetin. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't say that. Then he injects himself with phosphatidylcholine. Unbelievable for brain health and cell membrane health. Digestion. DMPS, L-glutamine, fish protein, fructo-oligosaccharides. <laughs> Gentian root, the king of bitters. Peppermint, peppermint, that's, that's good. Peppermint. Oh, there you go. Eye health, bilberry extract, testosterone boosters. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them. DHEA, 
He'd be walking around with an erection <laughs> nonstop. Someone had to go there. Someone had to go there. But indoor three carbonyl is not a testosterone booster. Indole well, maybe not for you, but maybe for Ray it is, Damien. <laughs> well, it doesn't do that. It actually is an estrogen agonist, so it removes estrogen. It doesn't boost testosterone. But didn't you know that when you put it in a cocktail that includes DHEA, cries and ginger, nettle, PTC, testosterone, it actually does? <laughs> well, he actually takes testosterone, so I don't know why he's trying to boost testosterone with all these other things he's probably trying to sell. Um, he's just take, he's actually taking prescription testosterone. There's things for cholesterol, grapefruit powder, lecithin, oat bran, plant sterols, psyllium, type two diabetes, having chromium, metformin. Metformin's on the list. But oh, there it is. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> but that is. But that is. This is going to sound so cheeky. People are going to think we're being re, uh, rude and mean. This is prescribed for raised type two diabetes. And therein lies the whole, there is the cascade of the philosophy, and this is a philosophy of supplement taking. Like, if we're promised that a medication, let's say metformin, is going to help with one thing, then we very easily can go, well, if I take 100 other things, they're going to help with 100 other things. Well, let me tell you something. Let yes, you something. I'm listening. I love this. The only way in Australia that you can be di- that you can be prescribed metformin is to be diagnosed as pre-diabetic, insulin resistant, or have type two diabetes. So this is what this year says. Now this futurist is going to be he's either being told that he's got type two diabetes, he's either being told he's got insulin resistance, or he's faking it so he can get access to metformin. Now, I know it sounds a little bit harsh. But he's also taking a statin drug to lower his LDL cholesterol, which you kind of go, okay, so we've got heart disease already happening and you've got type 2 diabetes and you still think that if you take all of these things that that's going to fix all your wrongs through your whole life. It's going to make you live to 100. It's, I just think it's, it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And, and then so therein lies the conversation that if one of the world's proclaimed like smartest men in – in science and technology, I might add, this is all like we can all be smart in certain things and completely the opposite in other areas of our life. But I just think it's a really good eye-opener that there are really, really, really smart people that aren't displaying, in my in my opinion, that same level of intelligence in other areas of their life. The whole philosophy of this behavior is, is the concern for me. Like mm-hmm. Because on, on the level, and, and as you've already pointed out, you're taking the drug testosterone, but you're also taking the testosterone boosters. Like it just, it 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 just yeah. It, it, I don't want to say this about someone that is so smart, but actually, it just seems illogical. It, it actually just mm. doesn't for me personally. It just doesn't make sense. And then I so then I go, well, how about what about everyone else out there that doesn't have the intellect or the intel, whatever you want to call it, of, of Google's very own futurist. <laughs> I don't know, Piercy. You the world's to, gone mad. Well, the don't you think it's just, mad. you know, like we spoke to, and I've mentioned her quite a bit lately, um, Thelma Zimmerman, the war widow. Yeah. Yeah. We spoke to her on Anzac Day, and I, I played yep. a clip of her, of the interview we did with her just the other the other week, just that she's still working. Um, and, you know, she's aged 96 or 97, and she still was telling telling us with great, um, with great, like, enthusiasm. How much it meant to her to continue working, and then I've got to been a little bit fascinated in my book uh, writing research at uh, 
Da Vinci, but also Michelangelo. Michelangelo lived yeah. to the age of 89 at a time when life expectancy uh, was 30. And did he have purpose? This is my thing. There's like that is like the superfood of superfoods. Yeah, he didn't have any metformin. In no metformin. He wasn't taking <laughs> no, uh, testosterone. No. You know, no melatonin. He might have been having peppermint. No, next true to help with his digestion. Nettle tea, Phosphatide. maybe. Phosphatidylcholine. He definitely wasn't having all that. There's no way. He might but, have been having some kind of vinegar that they called wine. That's what we drink in Yeah, Korea. we love it. Yeah. I love it. You know, I, well, but oh, I'm so excited <laughs> for that trip. Oh, I can't wait for that we trip. But there, so my whole thing is, who do you who do you follow? Like, do you follow the who Michelangelo's of the world, <laughs> Damo and <laughs> uh, Do you follow the Michelangelo's of the world that defied, you know, life expectancy and actually, in many ways, set a template? on how to live, a Thelma Zimmerman, a Eddie Jaku, a Sister Madonna Buddha, a Jan Smith, or do you follow, yeah. the, do you follow the lab testing? Because this is, this is what it is. There's people that are actually going, well, I'm taking the most well-researched nutrients um, or supplements, not even nutrients, of, of, of the modern age, and I'm going to base my regime around the research. But, mm. you know, Michelangelo's life isn't a double double-blind, you know, controlled study. So, we can't actually follow that. We're all, you know, you and I are like, no, you can. Like, that's why we interview all of these people so that that is the overwhelming, the, the evidence is overwhelming. And if anyone yeah. has anyone that has defied all the stuff that we talk about on this podcast, like they've lived with no purpose, they've rarely moved their body, they're antisocial and that they're in their 100s or their 90s and they're loving their life, like we'd love to interview them. Mm. But it seems counterintuitive that that type of person exists. Yeah, and they may not want to talk to us anyway. They might have. <laughs> well, that would be social. <laughs> that would be a social that, behavior. That would be good. Yeah. That would be good. So, here's the thing. There's a couple of things that are fascinating about this. This is all done and you have to question motivation because there are some uh, websites that have been set up to promote longevity um, off the back of theories that maybe science has got it right. Now, the reason why I say maybe science has got it right is because unless you've lived to 100, it's probably not, it's not right yet, you know. So, like, getting to 89 and taking all of these things doesn't cut it for me. Like, mm. So, if you're taking 250 tablets a day and you make it to 89, your prescription was wrong. Yes, do, yes, Do you yes, agree with me? Yes. Would you agree with me? Yeah. 100% I would. And so, yeah, so that means that the science failed. Um, and so, what we then need to consider is whether or not sciencing the shit out of the stuff that we learn about nature, does that make it more likely or less likely that it's, that it's going to help us live a long time? And for me, it feels to me that if we need science to explain the reason why people live a long time, um, if it's not clear through observation, because it appears to me to be clear through observation, if we, if we need science to explain it, and it gets broken down to the tiny little components, EDTA, DMPS, sweetened melatonin, GABA, choline, arginine, lumbar kinase, yada, yada, yada. If it has to get broken down to those little bits and pieces, I reckon we've got it wrong. Well, you, you, you've lost the, car, the crowd, haven't you? You've lost the crowd. Yeah. The car doesn't go around. <laughs> Explaining to people. drive in little bits and pieces. It's just not... <laughs> It's all, it all works together. If I take the steering wheel off the car, because that's the bit that hasn't got the scientific evidence. This is a question. Yep. It's going to crash. It's going to crash. 
if we take the brakes off, because there's been no double-blind sewer control studies to see whether or not brakes will stop the car from crashing, then the car is going to crash. We're going to call this episode, Do We Need Science to Explain Longevity? Because I reckon mm. the crowd might be divided. No, I don't reckon they will. Maybe I reckon around the dinner table. Maybe 99.5 to 0.5 in terms of division because you'd have to have rocks in your head if you think that 250 tablets a day is okay. What? No, 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 no. This is my whole thing because this Ray is like Google's futurist. He's like revered for his views. He doesn't have rocks in his head. Yeah, but like one he's, of- he's been able to predict a whole lot of things. Like He's predicted some stuff. But does that necessarily mean that he's got everything right? Look at no, Nostradamus. No, exactly the point, that he's very smart in one area, but that doesn't make him a guru in another. No. Speaking of gurus in this area, our great uninterviewed, non-responsive friend, Dan Butner. <laughs> we... Uh, <laughs> The reason I say that is both. I've never, I've never out. chased him. No, no. I, I think I've messaged him once. Yeah, I, I, I too. That is no. That is definitely no slight on Dan Butner. I have great respect for Dan Butner, so I just. Me too. Just me too. Definitely not going to. Uh, um, I, yes. I would like. I would like him to reply to an email. Anyone who emails me, I reply to. Well, I'm no, just going to flip the script and go. Do you have any unread emails in your inbox, Damo? No, I don't. Not. I have 45. Actually, 58. Well, Ninety-four drafts. You, well, I haven't checked my emails in the last couple of hours, and I've got forty-nine there. But I'm so hijacking your point. I'm hijacking your point. What was it? What was your point about Dan or all that so, next point? He's a guru. He's a guru. Now, recently, he's gone to a vegetarian slash vegan diet. Do you think that maybe he thinks that it doesn't really matter what you eat? So I'm going to go vegan. Because I'm going to live a long well, time. Well, I've only had one way of. I've only had off-air off-air conversations with Kale Broccoli, who we really have to interview on this podcast as a matter of urgency because of all the work he's doing in the background for the longevity um, film. But his view, and and I'm a bit on the on the fence here, is that people overdo the um, the longevity cultures eat meat. Um, thing so they go well you know they, they eat meat in Korea so I'm going to go and have my meat and they don't take enough of the it's a plant based diet like the foundation is plants and they have a little bit of meat at panagetis and birthdays and celebrations so the message is easier to convey as a vegetarian or a vegan diet because it's actually easier to just go you've got all these vegetables to choose from go forth and multiply um mm. But as I said, I wouldn't want to. I, I don't want to. No, judge isn't the word. I would love to interview Dan to actually yeah, hear his view on it. Because then there's the other view that his wife, and again, I'm, I'm just talking in possible facts, so none of this is necessarily true. That maybe his wife is vegan or vegetarian, and so again, you become who you hang around. It's, it could be a lot easier for Dan now to be vego because his wife is, and so it's just you know you actually particularly if other people are cooking for you, it's so much easier to eat what people cook for you than ask or ask for other food to be made or for you to cook it yourself. Um, what if Dan's doing all the cooking? What if yeah. Dan's doing all the cooking? Yeah, that's that's what I mean. So that's why I say, and that's a valid question, like I'd just like to interview him and, and get his views because Me maybe too. he thinks the meat component isn't as important as other people think it is. Yeah. 
That's right. Well, this is true, but maybe, like you and I have been saying, that the nutrition component is not as important as many of the other components. I don't think he, I think at the point of his life now, I'd like to say he's in his 50s, I don't think he'll live a less, I don't think he'll live any less in years by turning vegan in his 50s. I'd be more, but I don't know that, for, there's no fact at all behind that. I would feel it's more consequential to be vegan in the first 25 years of life when your body and your mind are developing at a far greater rate. But then at the same time, you could argue that maybe a vegan or vegetarian diet is going to increase his um, rate of degeneration um, over the next four decades. But I don't know that. I'm just hypothesizing now. Mm-hmm. Well, Dan Buettner is about 59 years old, born in 1960. We've got to get Carl so, Brock on. Got to get Carl on. Is he still in the country right. as we record? Or yeah, is he, he is. Only for another couple of days, he leaves on Monday. Let's see so. if we can get him now. Why don't we get him now? Yeah. Hey, uh, interesting conversation. Now, just in case I was disrespectful to Dan Butner, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be disrespectful. I don't, I, no, I don't think I, you were, by the way. I was just preempting pre- any. I just would like it if he responded to my emails, Dan. So <laughs> if you listen to this and you're hearing this and you're really finding it fascinating, 100 Not Out, uh. we're funny. Um, and, uh, and entertaining and educational at the same time. The only time. people that think we're funny is you and I, and even still, we don't think we're that funny. So he maybe our parents, maybe our parents, <laughs> our, our children, maybe, hopefully, <laughs> maybe Jack. Yep. No, Jack doesn't anymore. Um, but yeah, so it'd just be great if you just responded to an email. <laughs> so that's all I was saying. Is that all? Because we're at twenty-five yeah. minutes, and I want to wrap it up. And if you tell Dan Buten to open his emails one more time, I don't think he'll come on the podcast. <laughs> come on, Dan. Open your I definitely email. won't tell him to listen to this episode of One Hundred Not Out. But in all seriousness, if it wasn't for people like Dan Buten, we would not be uh, running our trips to Ikaria and being able to show people the wonderful world uh, that is the island where people forget to die. And I think a lot of this um, awareness of aging well has been um, birthed through the Blue Zones movement. And like a lot of things, if you get on Oprah. You can go big. I think when Oprah interviewed Dan Buettner about the Blue Zones, it did a great thing for humanity in opening sure. up that holistic message of aging well and not the message that yeah. we've been talking about on this episode, which is Agreed. biohacking and pill popping. Um, so, again, if you would like to join us on the island where people forget to die, also known as Ikaria, uh, head on over to 100notout.com to find out about the trip we are off. Uh, we are there September 4 to 13 this year, 2019, for 10 days in Greek Island Paradise. Um, applications are about to close for this year's trip. Damo, as always, thank you so much for your wisdom and insights on 100 Not Out. Thank you, Piercy. <laughs> Thanks for letting me ramble. I've loved it. it. Uh, for more on The Great Man, make sure you head on over to DamienChristoph.com. That's Damien with an A and not a double F. Don't muck it up. Myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. Big shout out to Joseph Tomo, our wonderful editor, Rosie Garner, who does our social media, to you, our loyal listeners who uh, listen in each and every week. If you've loved this podcast, please share it with your friends. Open up podcast world to them. I did that with my uncle and my cousin yesterday at the Beach Hotel in Byron Bay. Uh, they asked about podcasts and all the rest, just showed them the oh, app yeah. on their phone. They started subscribing to 100 Not Out, all very excited. Hey, um, two new followers. <laughs> <laughs> Global audience of three. And now, um, but you, they get, they got very, very excited, which was my point. They got so excited that I, I, I told them about Mark Allen and Open Mike because he loves his footy and he loves Mark Allen. I said, you can listen to it. You don't even have to watch it. You can listen to it on your podcasts. And um, he was just excited that a whole new world had been opened up. He's uh, in a caravan traveling around Australia. And that is what podcasts can do for you. So, share it with a friend. 
tell them how to download podcasts. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.